Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of Liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. I think the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm a mile. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about an owl like that. I'll slap the donkey like That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. Tripping, I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing. 
Mr. Police Man. These cuffs are cutting off the blood flow to my hands. It's amazing how you kick that dude all in his face and beat the case, even though they had it all on tape. I know you love the people in the hood. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority. You qualify for this. Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it, yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life and be more dog.
Human behavior, that's what I like. Humans do some really interesting things. Like besides killing ourselves, we also kill each other. Murder. And we're the only ones who do that, by the way. Humans are the only species on earth that deliberately kills members of another species for personal gain. Or pleasure. Sometimes it's just fun. We're also the only species that deliberately kills members of another species for personal gain. Or pleasure. That's what hunters do. They kill for pleasure. That's us. Human beings. Interesting folks. Murderers. Here's an interesting form of murder we come up with. Assassination. You know what's interesting about assassination? Well, not only does it change those popularity polls in a big fucking hurry, <laughs> but it's also interesting to notice who it is we assassinate. Do you ever notice who it is? Stop to think of who it is we kill. It's always people who've told us to live together in harmony and try to love one another. Jesus, Gandhi, Lincoln, John Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Malcolm X, John Lennon. They all said, try to live together peacefully. Bam! Right in the fucking head. Apparently, we're not ready for that. Yeah, that's difficult behavior for us. Oh yes, that must must that must 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 mean it's Tuesday. It is. It is Tuesday, May twelfth, twenty fifteen. You are listening to the first fifty-two on RamsRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. You know, let's start out. Let's start out wishing all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. I hope they all enjoyed their day. I hope you got out. I hope your children treat, treated you well, and life was good. That's what it's supposed to be, right? That's what we try to do. So, what shall we talk about on the first fifty-two this evening? I think the second hour is going to throw you all for a little bit of a loop. It's going to throw you for a little bit of a loop. I promise you that. It sounds weird for me to say that. But I'm going to go down a different course than I normally would go down. Uh, you know, we I was a big Ron Paul supporter when Ron Paul was the man to support, right? I know a lot of us were. A lot of the people out there in this movement believe in Ron Paul and his message. And it, it, it helped a lot of us be pushed into really getting involved with what's going on. And I've seen people fall out, fall in, fall out, fall in. And tonight we're going to talk to somebody who who went really the opposite spectrum. And we're going to discuss the what it's like to make that change. Uh, what what drives you to make that change. And then we're going to talk about some of his music he's doing now. Uh, Michael Shaner, I'm looking forward to talking to him. He used to be a, a guest on the show a long time ago, and he, he fell off for a while. And recently he reached out to me, and, and uh, you know, he stepped away from the whole political scene. Something I actually would love to do one day. Um, I, I do this because I care. You know, that's why I do what I do. I don't do this because I make money off of it. I do this because I care, and I care about people around me. So I want to see uh, what the change is like, and that's something Mike and I will talk about. 
So we look forward to that in the second hour. About 7 o'clock, we'll bring him on board. Uh, you know, the first hour here, we're just going to, I don't know, we'll talk some news stories, some things I've seen going on uh, in the world that really just kind of grabs my attention. <laughs> it, it's kind of... It's a weird world we live in. It really is. I, I watch it going. You know, I want to thank also Scott Ledger. I joined him today on his show. We do a little uh, a conspiracy corner every Tuesday, or I don't do it every Tuesday. He does. And uh today was my day, and I enjoyed it. We talked about the NSA and the ruling against the NSA by the Supreme Court saying that the bulk data gathering is unconstitutional. And did I think that this, you know, held any water? Was this going to... Was this going to really protect us and, and prevent these things from going on around us? Unfortunately, I, I think it's a good move. I think it, it, it's nice to see the Supreme Court standing up for us. But I honestly don't think it's going to do anything for us. They're uh, going to transfer the storage of the data to the big corporations that, that you buy your cell phone through. Now, remember, you see all these small companies that are popping up all over the place. They're still subsidies of the bigger corporations, of the Sprints, the Verizons. You know, the ones that matter, the ones that can store your data. So, no, I don't think it's a win. Uh, I think it's a, it's a fluff piece. I think it was to, to try to make everybody feel like they won. Uh, but in the long run, your data is still being collected and stored by somebody and still going to be accessible in the long run by a government official if they want it. So, no, your privacy hasn't really been protected, at least not in my opinion. And that's what we talked about a little bit. We compared, uh, you know, we talked about uh, uh, um, Enemy of the State, the movie. Uh, if you guys don't remember that movie, I highly suggest you watch it because it's from 1998-99 when uh, these things that we see nowadays as, as regular going on around us weren't there. They weren't options, you know, and at least to us, as Jack was talking about earlier on his show. You know, we're 10 years out from what the technology is. So now, let's see, that was 98-99. About 2008, 2009, we started seeing a lot of the similar stuff that was in that movie presented to us. Would you not agree with that? I, I think I agree with that. And look at 1984. Look at look at what's presented there. And Scott asked me, he said, you know, well, all these people are going to lose jobs. You know, there's hundreds, and if not thousands of people employed by the NSA to do this tracking. Well, what happens then? I said, well, Scott, the state, you know, in the long run, just like 1984, Everybody will work for the government. That's what their long-term goal is, for everyone to work for the government. Well, is that their long-term goal? Well, the ones they want to keep, you know, that, that, that 500,000 people that's on the Georgia Guidestone there, maybe that's the people they need to work for the government to keep it, you know, functioning and going. I don't know. It's one of those questions that we don't have the answer to, but we really would like to know what it is and how we should deal with it. You know, a lot of things we talk about here on this show is uh, a lot of police stuff, a lot of police brutality, a lot of police shootings. You know, we know cops uh, are out there and they're doing the best they can in a, a messed up world, right? That, that's what people would say normally. Yeah, that's, they're, they're doing the best job they can in a, in a bad situation. Well, let's, let's see what these people do when they're not on duty. Cinco de Mayo celebrations turn a little violent for some here in Canton Square, ending with an Anne Arundel County police officer arrested for assault. According to charging documents, he resorted to biting his victim below the belt.
31-year-old Anne Arundel County Police Officer Michael Flagg was arrested and charged with second-degree assault and public intoxication Wednesday morning after a bar fight goes south quickly. It was crazy. Crazy night in Canton. Yes, it was. <laughs> Thomas Bourne was one of a number of people who tried to break up the fight that seemed to involve Flagg and two other people. According to charging documents, Flagg was being inappropriate with a woman and was repeatedly asked to stop by the victim. At around midnight, the fight started and spilled out into the street and ended up in this alley behind Looney's Pub with the victim actually getting control of the fight, or so he thought. The bitey actually got the better of him in the in the fisticuff portion of the fight, you know, and um, after we broke them up is when he disclosed that he'd been bitten in the testicles. That's right. Charging documents say Flag bit the victim in the testicles and then fled the scene. He was upset. Um, it took a long time to get him calmed down. He indicated he needed medical attention. He was bleeding in his area after what happened. Bourne says they called for an ambulance and then noticed that Flag, who they thought had fled, actually came back and sat at the bar at nearby Collada Pub. They then told police, who then arrested Flag without incident. Anne Arundel County Police Chief Timothy Altamare told 11 News through a statement, quote, These charges are disturbing and we have an obligation as police officers to conduct ourselves in a professional manner on and off duty. We will cooperate fully with the Baltimore Police Department as they conduct their investigation. Officer Flagg has been released on bond and has been suspended with pay pending the outcome of the investigation. I'm the master debater. I'm Melser, WPAL, TV 11 News. I'm the master debater. That was a little show, a little quick on the button there. Yeah. So, why? What was the point of telling that story? What was the point of bringing that that story to light? Well, the point is, is that we see that law enforcement has the highest rate of brutality amongst their their wives, the highest murder rate in that in that kind of instance. These people are doing a hard job. So be it. They chose the job. But look what happens when one of them decides to start the problem and he got himself in a position where he's losing so what did he do he bit the guy in the balls he jumps the guy ends up losing so to get away he has to bite the guy in the balls and he goes up and he just goes to another bar and starts partying again this is the mentality of a lot of these officers unfortunately the old timers the one that actually the actual good cops they're retiring they're leaving i talked to a lot of them on a regular basis they see this stuff, and, and a lot of times they don't want to get into it. They don't want to discuss it. They're embarrassed. They don't like seeing that this is what the profession they loved for so long has become. Nobody would like to see that. Something to think of. You know, I saw this last week, and I didn't get to cover it. And I thought it was uh, kind of interesting. I'm curious to see how this goes. Uh, the Hollywood Report put out last week on May 5th. Steven Spielberg, ambling sci-fi adaption, adapting classic novel Brave New World. Those of you out there in the conspiracy world know that Brave New World, and I've never read it, uh, Eldis Huxley. I've never read it. I want to read it. I've been told many a times to read it. I've listened to a lot of people speak about it. But this book is, uh, you know, a, a big thing to to the the movement to the people who believe in the conspiracies they want to this is like their their bible so for um steven spielberg to be discussing releasing a version of it well i think that's uh interesting 
I, uh, the first time I ever heard of or saw 1984 was in film form. Uh, I've read the 21st century interpretation of 1984, which is very interesting. Maybe we'll do a whole show on that one night. Maybe I'll have to record myself reading that just so people can read it. It's a book I found in my parents' books, and I've had it for years. I never knew what it meant until I got into this whole this whole thing that I do. That's when I learned what it what 1984 was and how it was uh, related to what I believed in now. So so the Eldia, the, the Eldus Huxley novel was ranked fifth among 100 best English language novels of the 20th century by modern libraries. The Emmy award-winning team behind Sci-Fi Taken, Sci-Fi's Taken is reuniting for another science fiction classic. Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television is adapting Audius Audius Aldius Huxley's novel Brave New World as a scripted series for the NBC Universe, Universal-owned cable network, the Hollywood Report has learned. Brave New World ranked fifth among 100's best English-language novels of the 20th century by Modern Library. Uh, is set in a world without poverty, war, or disease. Humans are given mind-altering drugs, free sex, and rampant consumerism are the order of the day, and people no longer reproduce but are genetically engineered in hatcheries. Those who won't conform are forced into onto reservation until one of the savage challenges the system threatening the entire society. This is a book from 1932. Brave New World. If you keep in mind, 1984 was from very close to the same time frame. Those of you who listen to me and other people like me, these crazy guys that sit down here and talk, you know that we believe, at least I believe, that these are communication pieces. These are pieces that they use to communicate with each other, to educate the next up-and-coming uh, rulers of the Illuminati. You know, I don't talk about Illuminati and New World Order a lot. Uh, I do realize that, that this is their end goal. This is the thought process. Let me drop my pen. Uh, but it's hard to get people to really listen to you when you bring these things up the new world order and the illuminati and uh, uh the the knights templara you know all these things are historically true i mean these are all things that throughout history have existed and have been there and this is one thing that jack is much better on than i am is the historical tracking of these these entities but I'm looking forward to watching this. This is actually a TV series that I would tune into and check out. And I hope everybody else gives it a try. You know, I mean, again, this is this book being presented. It's kind of like Idiocracy, if you want to look at it that way, because I've seen that movie. I mean, are we at Idiocracy yet? Are we there? <laughs> Sometimes I question if we are or aren't. You know, people argue about drinking nice, fresh, clean water or, or raw milk, but they'll they'll suck down their energy drinks or their their uh, their Gatorade as I suck down a little vodka. Yeah, I told you, second hour is going to be interesting. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to discussing that that angle of things. All right, so back on to what I was discussing here. <clears throat> Climate change, that's something I'm looking forward to talking to with uh, Scott Ledger about very soon. We uh, we tweeted about that a little bit today. We, we might get into that. Uh, we got a, another 
another up, you know, up and coming or another, uh, important person in society coming out against the, uh, the UN led hoax to create the new world order via climate change. No, that could not possibly be what's, you know, the thought process or the plan is. Could it? Could that be what they want to do? The Australian Prime Minister, uh, Chief Business Advisor says that climate change is a ruse led by the United Nations to create a new world order under the agency's control. The statement coincided with a visit from the UN's top climate negotiator. Uh, Maurice Newman, chairman of Prime Minister Tony Abbott's Business Advisory Council, said that, said the UN is using false models which show sustained temperature increase because it wants to end democracy and impose authoritarian rule. Now, let me let me read that again. I want to make sure this thing this sink this, this sinks in. Maurice Newman, chairman of Prime Minister Tony Abbott's Business Advisory Pan, uh, Council, said the UN is using false models which show sustained temperature increases because it wants to end democracy and impose authoritarian rule. Now think about that. This is something that me and other crazy conspiracy theorists have been ranting and raving about and saying is, you know, a possible thing that they're trying to do. That they're using this to gain control over everything. You know, I know somebody else who might have an opinion on this. Trip, how you doing, buddy? What's going on tonight, man? Not much. How you been? I've been. Been busy. <laughs> I feel you. I absolutely feel you. So what, what encouraged you to call in tonight? Uh, I, I, I missed whatever that you're covering currently, but, uh, you know, it, it did ruffle my feathers when you were talking about how many people have kind of moved away from, um, you know, things that are very peculiar, things that are very, it should be in everybody's face, but then, you know, you have so much of this that's kind of like anybody can make anything up at any given point, and therefore this group is kind of discredited or that group is discredited. And there's there's a lot that is dealt with mostly online. I mean, let's be honest here. And it's this is nothing new to you and I. You know, right. it's just like it's just okay, you're part of this group, so you believe that, uh, you know, aliens are coming to plant the GMOs and it's all over, you know, and the reptilians. You know what's funny, Trip? <laughs> Let me, I'm going to interrupt you real fast. I want you to think about yeah. this, because this past week, um, I, I tuned over to Free Talk Live for a little bit, which sure. they, they do some great programming. I think they put out yeah. some good stuff. Uh, yeah, I happen to, yeah, I happened to turn in during, uh, I guess, uh, somebody called in and mentioned chemtrails and, and it, they, they got in this whole thing. And here's what bothered me about the whole situation trip. We, as a group, we all have a, a basic direction and intention of where we want to go with the world, uh, where we want to see everything fall into place, what we think is right and wrong. Sure. And we don't all agree on the same thing. You and I come from the same uh, group of people. We all know the 80-20 rule. We, we try to follow that very strong. Uh, and when I, when I was listening to them and I, I like Cantwell, I don't know the other two. I actually know Cantwell. I've interviewed him. Um, yeah, I, I, I know the other two guys well. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're more, I guess, tr really trying hard to be professional radio guys, but, but good people. 
Well, and, and what they did, though, what I really felt they did is, and I, I see this a problem, and we see it more and more and, and in different situations within this group of people that we associate with, is they went on the attack of the people that believed in chemtrails. Instead of saying, you know what, this is not something I really believe in, it's not something I want to focus in, I appreciate that that's a, an important thing to you, but, you know, that's not what we find important, and we don't really believe in it. That would be a great way to handle it. But instead, they went on the attack and insulting people who believe 60 to 80 percent of what they believe. So I don't get that. And that bothers but, me when I see that. That was exactly where I was going. I know that's where you're going. Com- <laughs> with my next comments as well is that uh, I've dealt with so much, uh, so many people that have nothing to do with freedom, nothing to do with, uh, quote, conspiracy theories or anything else. They're just regular people living their life. But. Um, you know, that, that are either I know in real life or, or, or family or, or, or internet life. friends or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and there's a growing number of people that are concerned with, uh, I guess, freedom initiatives, um, that, that are, that, that are dismissive about this. And my problem overall is that it's not, it's not that they even want to be right. It's that they want to prove you wrong more than anything else that the argument or the subject matter at hand or anything else has to do with anything. They want to prove you wrong. And that's when that's your primary objective. We've got a serious, serious problem here because I feel like in the past probably two years alone, um, this this sort of uh, these these quote freedom initiatives have really splintered off people are more divided like people have like yeah okay the bankers and the government's all scumbags where are we now oh okay you believe in chemtrails and we have to have like these subgenres of of and i'm like dude we're not even a big enough community to be Oops. bitching about this shit at this <laughs> juncture you know what i mean right i mean if you're if you're going around saying something uh, I don't feel chemtrails are cons- uh, completely out- outlandish, but if you're running around saying something outlandish that, you know, uh, uh, Beelzebub is, uh, is actually Obama and he's coming through, then I, you don't have to insult them, but you can, you, I just don't believe in insulting, I guess is what I'm getting at. I, I I'll bust certain people's stones that I'm very, very tight with, you in, in general. I mean, you know, right. I've busted your stones in the past about certain things, but, it's I don't get the uh, the flagrant the flagrant attacks on people. It's it, it like I said I what I've kind of narrowed it down to uh, as of late has been really that they want the attention um, and they want to prove you wrong no matter I, what. I, I don't even think that it's 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 stroking their own ego and it doesn't even have to do with the overall attention. I mean we all know that there's people that are going to troll people out there and everything else, but. Um, you know, it, it, it's not even an attention matter. It's that I care about proving you wrong and making you like, this is exactly what we stand against as far as, you know, I mean, people like you and I have been like, yes, man, free humanity. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do our thing. And you know, we're, it's one, everybody wants to divide us and da 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 da. Well, this is happening within the own, our own community now. You know what I mean? They want mm-hmm. to prove you wrong. And that's the primary objective there. It's not even that they have to be right at the end of the day. It's that they want to make you feel bad, look stupid and make you wrong at the end of the and, day. And don't, that's, 
don't think I'm attacking um, anybody over there. I think that they they do their thing very well. I know Cantwell, I and his way of of driving attention is by being a dick, and I get that about him, and I understand that. So I, sure. I I'm I'm not knocking him per se for it because I expect him to be a dick. But the other two, who I don't know, and I've never really heard them do that. They really uh, they really just came across as as like really arrogant to me. Yeah. Well, I, and, and you know, they've got a great business model going over there. So, you know, I mean, they've, they've toned it down where we haven't, you know, we're, we're, well, yeah, they're getting, they're getting 18, ball. they're getting $1,800 for 200 ads for a month. And we got, uh, the uh, crickets. I wish I had a cricket sound effect because, uh, <laughs> that's not what we're getting. That's for sure. Right. Right. So, you know, there's, there's all of this taken into effect, and we all know that, you know, once you get a certain amount of notoriety and or money behind you, uh, certain things have to be toned down. And that's, I mean, sadly enough, that's the nature of the beast. But, um, you know, we should never compromise our integrity and or say that we stop believing in that or, or at least stop, like, you know, you and I and it's, it, everybody on the network, you know, all of our good friends, Rob and Scott and everybody else, it's all about the conversation. So it's like, don't be dismissive. Right. If it has merit or some sort of value, why would you not engage that conversation? Because you might end up learning something and or come out of it thinking about whatever subject at hand, whether you're a pro or con for the subject in a totally different way. And being dismissive is, is sort of, um, you know, retarding the process of, of thought. Well, that might, that might also be why none of us are making $1,800 for 200 commercials in a, in a 30 day period also. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, but hey, that's the way the game's played. Uh, Trip, I want to take a break real fast. You're welcome to stick around. I got a guest at seven, but you want to stick around for a little bit. You're welcome to. If you I, got some more. I really can't, man. I'm, I'm out back listening to you barbecuing chicken and all that good stuff. Oh, uh, that sounds know, like got... a good time. I wish I was doing that. Although you got a storm coming your way, so be ready. It's just crossing through us here. You know, those big storms that we get down here in Florida this time of the year. Oh, he already hung up. <laughs> or no. I, I, I lost him. Internet connection problem. Wow. Yeah, I see that. Oh, there we go. I'll right. talk to you later, man. I'll, I'll let you jam. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. All right, bye. That's uh, Trip Pew. If you guys want to check him out, you can get him here on Raz Radio and also on, uh, I don't want to do the wrong station. I know he changed. That's not Liberty. It's a, oh my God. I'll tell you when I get back. Uh, but you can catch him on Raz on, uh, Wednesdays and Sundays also. He does three days a week. So I'll get you more information. My brain just went totally stupid. Uh, you're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk some more news and, uh, I'll finish off that climate change story. All right. Talk to you in a few. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Raz. Four Toad and Lexi. Well, I mentioned Four Toad? Sure. Four oh. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz or Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy, Four Toad. Well, people here in the States are losing their jobs, their health care, their homes, their dignity. Lies 
of weapons of mass destruction.
Good morning. I hope you slept well. Are you hungry? How about trying this?
United States into an enslaved unit of the United Nations One World Government. DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. That's right, guys. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. We're going to keep rolling here. We've got a short little segment we're going to take here. We're going to bring our guest on, Mike Shaner. Uh, in the second hour, we're going to discuss the change that can come upon you. You never know when that change will come. What will that change be? What, what changes in your life that makes you change your thought pattern? That's something... Hey, I know when it happened to me when I became this crazy conspiracy guy. So I guess we'll learn what it takes to become uncrazy conspiracy. Sounds good, right? I sometimes wonder, as Trip brought up, why do we have to be so adversarial? Well, everything, think about it, guys. Everything in your life is adversarial. There is no agreeance anymore. There is no happiness. There is no, okay, we can do this, even though we don't agree. It seems that everybody wants to fight. Everybody wants to bicker. Did, did the social engineers succeed so well that they can do it to us? They keep us in this battle amongst each other where we can't agree, we can't get along, we can't ever see eye to eye. I mean, come on. It's not that hard. You know, i got to tell you guys, the rejoin music I'm using now, I'm just going to the top ten pop or the top ten this and trying to find something different and unusual. I don't even know if there's any meaning to this song. It's kind of a cool song. I'm enjoying it. I like songs with meaning, though. That's why I play Heist Click. That's why I play Chris Geo. That's why I play K-Rhino. That's why I play all the guys I play. I like what they have to talk about. I think there needs to be more of that. I think these guys, you know, the Rebel Inks, the Almighty Terribles, the Shooter Jennings. Why can't these guys? Well, Shooter Jennings made it pretty big, although he does do a lot of political stuff. All right, so back to uh, back to this conversation about is climate change the new hoax to create the new world order? Trip called in while we were discussing this before. We uh, had got through the business advisory council, the the uh, chairman of the of the business of my advisory council, saying that it was uh, the UN is using false models, which show sustained temperature increases. <clears throat> uh, sustained temperature increases. It wanted to end democracy and impose a rule authoritarian rule. It's a well kept secret, but ninety five percent of the climate models. We are told prove the link between human CO2 emissions and catastrophic global warming have been found after nearly two decades of temperature status to be an error. Yes, the old hockey stick 
This is not a new argument. Stories have been coming out left and right about how they're not using data properly, how they're not using everything they should be using. They're, they're manipulating the information to get a response that they want out of you. The real agenda is concentrated political authority. Global warming is the hook, he said, adding that the UN is against capitalism and freedom and wants to create a new world order. I don't know where we've heard that before. I'm pretty sure I've heard somebody talk about that before, the new world order. Have you heard somebody talk about the new world order before? Do you think that's a a factor that we should be concerned about? Well, what do you think? Is it a problem? Is it not a problem? What do you think? Oh, you know what? I have this here. I, I'm looking and I see uh, Krauthammer here. I, I had the uh, the fox tards up in the background so I could maybe uh, watch for any live coverage that needs to be handled. Uh, we're going to the special report of Breitbart uh, in a commercial. Eh, anyway, sometimes you have to leave those idiots up just to try to catch them in something stupid. So do you think climate change is man-made? Do you think the climate changes? Do you think there's a little bit of both? Obviously, any being has an effect on its environment. Yes. Human beings affect the climate. So be it. That is true. Every time you fart, you're affecting the climate. Now, do you think you're affecting the climate to the, to the point that we need rules and regulations and laws and your farts are, are destroying the world? Come on. This is a big debate that I hope, I really thought this past year, I, I thought 2014 would be the year. I really believed that 2014 would be the year that they had to start telling us about it. Don't think it's not going on. Don't think geoengineering is not going on currently. I just really thought we know more than we do now. Now, yes, I think there was some great information that came out this year. Some good changes in the very beginning of the year. They stopped, uh, they, they shut down Harp in Alaska, but they didn't tell you about the other 45 or 50 other ones they have throughout the country or the ones that are worldwide. So be it. I'm really hoping we get a lot more truth out of what's going on with this situation. I, I, they're pushing it too hard. Guys, think about it. They're pushing it. They're pushing it. You're killing the planet. You're driving your SUV and you're killing the planet. You've been hearing that for how long now? Do you think I was driving our SUV and using fossil fuels is killing the planet? Or do you think the 5,000 or whatever the number is, 3,000 nuclear tests since 1945 might have impact on that? you think the fracking might have impact on that? you think the oil spills and all the different chemicals we're injecting in the environment have that problem? Listen, I won't get on an airplane, so I give a shit if they stop flying airplanes. I won't use one. I, I would have to be in a in a severe 
major emergency for me to get on an airplane. Hell, for my wife to even allow me to get on an airplane, it better be a major emergency because she knows more than likely it's going to be a horrible encounter. If I get out of it unarrested, then we're good to go, but it's not going to be a pleasant thing when that day comes, when I have to stand there and deal with the TSA. But I haven't, I haven't had to do it in a long, long, long time. And the last time I had to do it, I was flying to Pennsylvania. Well, I was flying, yeah, I was flying to Pennsylvania, picking up my kids, going to visit my parents in Pennsylvania at the time, which they don't live there anymore. And this was, uh, 2007. Right after election, I got together. It was our first visit to see my parents. When she met him. Oh, and by the way, yes, J Rev Radio, Trip Pew. I just popped in my head. I'll go back to that story in a second. J Rev Radio, that's where Trip is. Wayne, Kevin, thank you. I'm glad you guys have better memory than I do. Um, so if you want to find Trip Pew, he's putting on a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, we as independent radio stations try to always support and help out. That's why I carry him. That's why I carry Jack. So check him out, JREV Radio. They do a lot of other stuff. He's at least here on my station, Raz Radio, uh, on Sundays and Wednesdays. But he does Monday, Tuesday. Wait, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. So check him out all week. Uh, so, <clears throat> story. Last time, oh, so we went to see my kids. And, you know, you guys out there listening don't know, I kind of enjoy uh, some things that are green and burn well. And I don't like to travel without it. And flying on with the TSA, that's a scary thing. So you'd think, you know, you've got all this high security. And this is in 2007. You've got all this high security and everybody's watching and they're going to make sure they get everything, right? Right? That's what you, that's what you would think. So we're going to Pennsylvania. And we land in Pennsylvania, and I look at my wife, and I say, hey, honey, you want to get high? Well, yeah, we just picked up our rental car. We're getting ready to drive on, take care of what we got to take care of, enjoy our little vacation. Do you want to get high? Yeah, I'd love to get high, but, you know, we can't. Oh, but, honey, I got two joints through TSA. No, that didn't really. This is allegedly. This is a pretend story, right? How'd you do that? Well, I can't tell you how I did that, but it's it's doable. Don't think that they actually are securing anything. It's all an illusion. All of it, including climate change. They're using that illusion to get what they want. Are you going to give it to them? Are you going to give it to them? I hope not. Wayne, I got it, brother. Wayne tweeted me, yo! Trip Pew, he's on J-Rev Radio. Yes, Wayne, yes, Wayne, I got it. Thank you, my friend. Uh, you can catch Wayne, the chocolate drop. Uh, is it now, Wayne? Like, are you actually back? You want to send me a tweet and tell me if you're back yet? Because it is the beginning of uh, May here. We're uh, I think we're in the second weekend away, May now. Are you back? What's your deal? That's <laughs> Trip. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on Twitter there real fast, guys. Now you gotta do that every once in a while. You gotta see what everybody's saying to you. Fish wrap. Just 2% of young Americans trust the media to do the right thing. Now I'm, I'm covering some articles from last week because I didn't get to everything I wanted to cover. 
That's why, yes, I am, you know, going back a little bit here to last week's stuff. But I thought this was important. And this is what I was talking about today with Scott. I think the younger generation is getting it. I really believe that they've got a grasp that this shit is not right. That it's just not going down the way it should. Let's see. Can't what so they were much. doing. New at their six intelligence oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I got to pause that. I got something else playing here. Got to love autoplay on things, guys. Oh, no, I know what it is. It was the Fox News channel. This idiot. We can't shrug it off. What's this? I, mean, I guess the, the Morella account of Benghazi attack and aftermatter in this country than to have intelligence professionals who mislead as a matter of course, who did it at the time, who do it in their book, who do it in interviews. And shouldn't we expect that our intelligence professionals would tell the truth and be straight with the American people? Yes, we okay. should expect that our intelligence professionals would tell the truth to the American people. And the ones that try to, like Scott Rickard, are blackballed and, and made to make fun of. The ones that actually step up, that try to do it, get paid off and told to shut the F up. Yes, we would love our intelligence people, you idiot. Sorry. That, that, I, I, let me mute that so I can actually play what I was trying to play now. Unreal. I just, I don't get the thought pattern of these people. What, what's wrong with them? My God. All right. 2% of young Americans trust media to do the right thing. Yeah, has just come out with a new poll this morning about voters and who they trust when it comes to TV news. Yeah, Tim, and the big winner in this is local news. Nineteen percent of voters say they trust local news a great deal, and 52 percent say they trust local news somewhat. Mm -hmm. Fox News was rated the most trusted network, according to 29 percent <laughs> of American voters. Yeah, the poll also asked questions about who should replace Jon Stewart on The Daily Show. Nineteen. 19% of people said Tina Fey, and 16% chose Dennis Miller. Well, joining us now on the phone to talk more about the poll is Tim Malloy. He's the assistant director of the Quinnipiac University poll. Tim, good morning to you. How are you? Tim and Erica, good, good to talk to you. How are you? Uh, we're doing pretty well. And hey, this is, I guess, good news for us, as local news came out pretty, uh, pretty well here. Is that surprising to you? How about that, huh? I came out of local news myself. Uh, not surprising, perhaps, given uh, the changing landscape of news. You know, we did this because of the problems that uh, Brian Williams and, and now uh, Bill O'Reilly had. And so we said, let's compare everybody uh, network by network and then throw in local, and local ended up doing better. A lot of people are wondering, Tim, who is going to replace John Stewart? Voters listed a very interesting group of potential replacements. And they sort of ran the gamut, some comedians, some mm -hmm. actors, some anchors, actually. And wanted to know if you could talk a little bit more about the gender and age gap of these results. Well, uh, Tina Fey wins the gender and the age and the job uh, rating on there. She was at the top, you know, and, and she did best uh, among women, and she... Uh, uh, score points across the board better than anyone else. Uh, followed by Dennis Miller, a conservative. Both, incidentally, as you well know, fellow alumni of the uh, Saturday Night Live anchor desk. So they've, they've been mock anchors before. And then distantly, John Oliver, Brian Williams, we threw it in there. He got some points. Craig Ferguson, and then Chelsea Hammer. But at the top is Tina, kind of across the board. 
Well, there you go. And it's interesting, uh, Mr. Malloy, that you mentioned Brian Williams because he's one of two actual news anchors still involved in a big controversy. Obviously, he is admitted to uh, conflating some stories in the past, but then also Bill O'Reilly, who's still sticking to his guns that he has not misreported facts. You asked voters about both of those gentlemen. What did they have to say? Here's what we got. Uh, 42% of the voters we talked to believe that Brian Williams should get his job back, 35% do not. 12% of voters think O'Reilly should be fired for reporting inaccuracies. 11% say he should be suspended. So 33% of the people think something should happen to Brian, uh, to uh, O'Reilly. And then 23% say he should stay. So O'Reilly, uh, even though he is saying he's done no wrong, is taking a pretty good hit on this. Now, what do you think that says? If voters are saying that they think that O'Reilly should be fired, but Brian Williams should have his job back. Well, I, you know, I'm sure you guys have followed this. That there are more charges of inaccuracy from Bill O'Reilly, and they're coming out daily uh, than there have been against Brian. And also, Brian Williams and NBC approaches differently. They kind of said, "Okay, well, you know, he's out." For now, anyway, and maybe forever. Uh, Fox has said Bill's here to stay, and we don't believe anything anybody's saying. So it, there may be, uh, you know, the approach and stance the networks are taking may be a factor in this. Okay, Tim Malloy from Quinnipiac University, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us, sir. Okay, guys. Yeah. Well, of course, the gatekeepers should stay. They're not going to fire the guys that are telling the information they want told. I mean, come on, think about it, folks. That's not how it goes down. Oh, goodness, the stupidity of the world we live in. All right, guys, you're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. When we get back, we have my buddy Mike Shaner. Uh, we're going to talk what the change is like and what his music's all about. Talk to you soon, guys. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. So I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians, and he's got cum trail. Okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. RazRadioLive.com. <laughs>
like a hand grenade does. to encounter this and felt like this that never happens when you dial 941-421-0401 at razradiolive.com we answer right away and pow you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts no screeners no delays try it now 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401 If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401 We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Mask, 
and go to Iran and run around naked with a farmer's tan, screaming, I've come to take you all to the holy land. Rip the burgers off as many fucking bitches I can. Rob the mullahs with the mullah mullah up in Tehran. And if they ban me from sex, I'm having sex on the band. Knock up a hot Arabian chick and have a little A-Rap. Put together the first terrorist family band. Call us the Camel Hobbit Sand Dwellers from a foreign land. I capture my fans in an unmarked van. Jump out in black ski mask and chloroform in my hand. When you wake up, I'm more to board than you for the plans. Like, damn, you must be working for the Taliban. Sending secrets through Osama in Afghanistan. You're like, what part of the Bill of Rights do you not understand? Hello, children, come and follow me. Do exactly as I do and be like I be. If you want to live in a country where your kids are free, sleep and sound in a future free of tyranny. Who grow up always fearing for their own safety. Come on, take a look, get up and see. What's the matter, can't you stand? You got your own two feet. My bad, forgot a cat and batch tied to the seat. Look at us here, how many years in the clear? Nowhere near a nuclear fear. You think we steered far away, but I hear it every day. Down on the subway, stuck on the ground. Looking round for cats, bearded and brown. Carrying rounds of plastics wrapped around. Bound for zero ground. Fuck, they just announced a briefcase was found. With shit that'll kill you without a sound. It's getting loud on this train, people going insane. Don't worry, little girl, it's just a game. Has she screams, mommy's name. But mommy's in the same trap. Scratching an anthrax rash, making a mad dash. Stash rations, this all happened so fast I'm left with no mask, this nerf gas goes up my ass Turns inside out, now I'm speaking from my rear And got diarrhea of the mouth Hello children, come and follow me Do exactly as I do, and be like I be If you wanna live in a country where your kids are free Sleeping sound in a future free of tyranny Who grow up always fearing for their own safety Come on, take a look, get up and see What's the matter, can't you stand, you got your own two feet My bad, forgot a gang, and batch tied to the seat once upon a time I walked the halls of Congress I was fed up with the bullshit and the lack of progress I took it on myself to try and solve it I was sick of the left and sick of the right So I crept up to the White House on the cover of night Grenade belt on my waist, tech knots by my side Then I saw George Bush, thought it should be by the night So I stuck in his eyes, sliced off the right side Leave only his left rational mind behind You bet that night got sloppy, like blood dripping on the floor While I'm walking the blade through the lobby Every drop represents a dead soldier's body And if you stand the my way, your legs will probably get wobbly, but if you want to be a hero, then just try to stop me, be known in the news as the first guy to arrive, and the last one dead, let's do it, see me alive, hello, children, come and follow me, do exactly as I do, and be like I be, if you want to live in a country where your kids are free, sleeping sound in a future free of tyranny, who grow up always fearing for their own safety, come on, take a look, get up and see, what's the matter, can't you stand, you got your own two feet, my bad, forgot a gag, the batch tied to the seat. guys back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Yes, that was very sloppy. I apologize. 
If you only would have heard how good it was. But the problem is you got to turn the microphone on for you guys to hear what went on. But Mike, I, I'm sure Mike can agree. Mike, wasn't that wasn't that a really smooth thing I just did there? Do I have Mike still? Oh, Mike. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> there you are, brother. I, I really I thought tried... we were playing a playback from a long time ago. <laughs> well, we were actually for a moment there. I did this really smooth rejoin. You know, I had you in there and everything was going great. And then I looked over and I realized I forgot to turn my microphone lock on. <laughs> hey, it happened. So it just, it, that, that was only for you and I, my friend. <laughs> so tell me, it's been a long time since I've spoken with you. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say probably, God, it's got to be almost two years since we've spoken on air. Yeah, it's, it's probably been two years, and I, yeah, I appreciate you having me back on, by the way. Well, no, always. I mean, I always enjoy talking to you. You were, uh, you were very well spoken at the time when we spoke a lot. You know, we were talking about, uh, Ron Paul and, and the liberty movement and freedom and how we all had to stand up and fight for this freedom. You, you, you know, as your drop says, you were, uh, you, you wrote articles for the examiner.com. You were really involved in the political movement. Do you remember those days of being involved in a political movement? Vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> tell me about them a little no. bit, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry, one more time. Tell, tell me about those days of being involved in a political movement. Uh, you know, it, 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 it takes over your life a little bit, doesn't it? That's a little bit, yeah. No, it was, um, yeah, I remember it vividly. It was, um, it's not something, it's something that I'm proud of. It was a, a good time in my life. And it was, um, you know, I had a pretty strong direction. I knew where I wanted to be, but it is. It's very, very, very consuming. And it got to the point where I didn't see human beings anymore. Um, everything was a debate. I mean, it, it, if we were at the grocery store, it, just everything turned into a debate. I was walking around so angry all the time. Um, and that sort of was a catalyst of, of moving on. But it, I don't want it to sound bitter. It's just when you're looking we you spend your entire days being argumentative, um, that that's just how it goes, and that's that was the end result for me. Right. Well, and it is difficult. I mean, I've gone through that myself. When and anybody who goes through this, anybody who knows somebody who's gone through these awakening type periods, uh, that you you go through that phase where you're really like just headstrong and all you want to do is talk about it and talk about it. You gotta you gotta look at this. You gotta hear this. You gotta you you have to. And that's what people do. They get really into that. And I was the same way also. Uh, everybody learns or develops ways to work through it and, 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 and make it part of their life. Uh, me personally, I've, I went to radio and I decided that I, I don't talk about in public as much as I used to. You know, I kind of keep it to myself. I do my radio thing. I do my, my social media thing. But when I'm sitting in a bar or when I'm, out to dinner with family or friends, it's not something I bring up as much as I used to. Now, if it, if it comes up in, in conversation, of course I'm going to talk about it. Uh, and right. you, you were, you felt that it was becoming overwhelming and it was taking over, uh, what you were doing with life. Yeah, I really did. Actually, I was just thinking about this. Even if, um, if we were to go back and listen to the whole conversation you and I had last time on the air, I was even saying then, um, you said, well, you know, what do you have coming up? What's going on now? And, you know, I'm trying to, um, trying to just take a break from all of it. I really am. And, um, 
I have a direction. I, I listen, Mike. I have a direction here. I'm not dragging you down the political line right now. I, I do have. No, no, a... no, 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 no. I'm no. <laughs> I didn't think so. But I was just. I was saying that even way back then when I was in it, um, I was sort of on the. I was recognizing how consuming that it was to me even then, and uh, I was using it like a drug. Like it was something that. Um, I would take breaks. I would say, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna chill out for a little bit. I'm gonna write about it. I'm gonna think about something else. I'm gonna focus on other aspects of life. And for 10, 15 minutes, maybe a day, that would work. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, and then somebody would say something or I would read something and then boom, right back into it. And it's just part of my personality is that way anyway. I'm just an obsessive person. And when I go into something, I go, into it well a lot of a lot of us in this kind of uh thought pattern and 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 direction of thought are that kind of person i'm the same way i'm very uh excessive compulsive i i you know when i go to where i eat lunch every day i i lay the you know i lay my silverware out i have my everything has to be in its place type thing so i've got a lot of that too and and that's kind of why i think we get it why people like us get it why we understand that there's something going on because we have those 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 disorders. Let's call it what it is. We have those disorders that we need everything in a line. We need to know why it's here, what why it's going to go there, uh, what's mm-hmm. the next step for it after it goes over there, uh, and it can it can drive you crazy. Um, so back in the day when we first started talking, uh, you were a big Ron Paul supporter. Uh, you mm-hmm. were you were for the Libertarian Party, correct? I, I now step back for me. You need to, you need to step back and go back to you. I know it's going to be hard. Now again, I have a direction here. Step back mm-hmm. in your mind for a second and go back to when you were there. You were sitting and you were mm-hmm. thinking about how Ron Paul is the only thing that can save this. Do you remember that feeling right. and, and and how that felt for you? I do. I do. And I was very much a libertarian. Um, party-wise, I don't know. There was a time, and then there was a time where I think I progressed past party, um, thinking the party couldn't do anything at all. Uh, but as far as the libertarian movement, yes, I was very, very much a Ron Paul supporter. Still am very much a supporter of liberty. Um, but yeah, at the time, I was just very, very deep into it and very much a supporter of the liberty movement. Very vocal. And as things went forward and what happened is exactly what we all knew would happen is Ron Paul would get 1% of the vote. Uh, Right. Is that where you started your changeover or was it prior to that? That, I went into, I don't think that I went into it with any kind of false expectations. Um, So I don't know. I don't know if it was maybe a little prior to or right at. I know that I was exhausted. Uh, I know that I was exhausted after the, the elections were over. And that was probably when I was like, okay, now I can breathe. Right. And take a step back. And so you, you took a step back after the election was finished. Um, and, and I, I reached out to you a few times right around that time because you were always putting out good stuff and you weren't just a Ron Paul guy. You had a lot of, a lot of stuff you were talking about at the time, you know, just basic freedoms and liberty. Uh, I reached out to you a few times and said, hey man, I want to have you back on the show. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. I had to clear that one out there. Um, you know, you're uh, like, uh, you know, I'm trying to step away or, you know, I got some things I'm dealing with. Uh, and, and we never, you know, never separated on Facebook. 
Uh, we still uh, had our interactions there, but you fell off for a while. Um, wh- why did you fall off, or what? What was your reasoning, or, or uh, what was your mental drive to fall off? I'm going to right now um, get maybe a little more personal than anybody wants to hear, but I don't have filters, and that's always been a problem of mine. At the time, um, I was actually right at the end. This is, there was one day where I was, I'd taken a break. I'd stepped back. I got my myself back together, my, my second win, so to speak. And I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I was dating a girl at the time, and she was just, she was really interested in everything I had to say about all this, so she encouraged it. And when I would say, I want to step away, I want to do this sort of thing, she would really discourage it. And she finally told me one night, she said, you need to go all in. You're just kind of a dabbler right now. And I'd made up my decision. I, I, you know what? I'm going to, I was going to run for sheriff of the county I live in. Okay. Um, never planned on winning, but I thought maybe I could, uh, I thought an anarchist sheriff would be a really good idea. Well, you want to interject and, uh, the information into the story and then into the election. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and I'd made up my mind. I, I'd reached out to some people. I think I had found a pretty good, uh, supporting cast, uh, people who told me they could get me money and, the stuff you needed to run a campaign. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. That night, I went out and I got arrested. Um, that very night, the night that I decided I went out and I got a DUI. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was loaded, too. Um, I mean, I was how I feel about the laws are neither here nor there. But I was loaded, and it wasn't, um, wasn't a pretty sight. And then, you know, I had to sit in jail overnight or whatever, and I got thinking. And obviously, I wasn't going to come back out and run for sheriff. And then I started thinking, you know, I'm not really, um, maybe I'm not up for being the, <laughs> the face of a movement or um, even a, a voice of the movement. And then my philosophy started to change. Not my philosophy on freedom and liberty and that sort of thing, but just my philosophy on... Um, on life? On life. On um, I, I still have the same strong beliefs um, that... One person shouldn't be able to tell another what to do. You shouldn't be able to put people in cages if they don't hurt other people. I still have those beliefs very strongly, and they work for me. Um, but I don't even know if I fit into society. So I don't. I was thinking, I don't know if I really have the right to. There were a lot of people asking me a lot of questions and going ways based on my thought processes and things that I had come to learn on my own that I decided were right for me. And that was always the goal was to influence people in that way. But then I was thinking, you know, I don't know if that's really right for me. I don't know that I'm right for all of this. I just know what's right for me and my little clan and my little space in life. And that's kind of all I want to influence on that is I'm kind of a wreck in real life. Um, <laughs> Wait, you know, I'm <laughs> Mike, don't feel bad, man. Trust me. Don't feel bad because that story that you just told, um, I can actually verify because you told me that story a year and a half, two years ago when it happened, when I asked you to come on my show, that's exactly the story mm-hmm. you told me. And right. guess what? I've had that kind of same issue in my life. I was a little younger. But I've had the same issue, and don't think I'm an upstanding person. I got a glass of, you hear that? That's my glass of vodka sitting next to me right now as we speak. So, rock and roll. You know that that kind of stuff happens in life, and and we deal with it. It doesn't make you a bad person, but I understand how it could make you go, "Hey, who am I to advise people? Who am I to to tell people what my beliefs are, and try to encourage them to follow those beliefs?" So you're not wrong for feeling that way. Um, so you'd step back a little bit. You kind of reevaluated life and, and, and where you stood and whether you belonged being this uh, influ- influential person, right? 
Right. Okay. So where do we go from there then? From there, it was just a long journey of, um, well, a lot of it's boring. There's no point in even talking about a lot of it. But then you get to, um, at that point in my life, there were, I need to step back even further past where you and I, you and I met and started talking to okay. kind of get to where I'm at now. I don't know how much time we have. No, so you, got, want... you got, you got, uh, we got a, it's 23 after we got till eight o'clock. We're going to take a little break right. here in about seven minutes, but you got all the time in the world, my friend. So step back, bring all it, right. bring it to before we met then. Cause obviously there's some more to it. Okay. Um, a couple of years before we met, I was going through the end stages of marriage. Uh, it wasn't a hard divorce. It wasn't a bitter divorce. It was, um, She's actually the best person I've ever met, and I love her to death. It's just we weren't supposed to be married, and we're really, really good friends now. But anyway, I was going through the end stages of a marriage, and I lived in L.A. at the time. And uh, the mar- the divorce happened, whatever. I came back to Alabama. But I went through a real long period of um, just trying to figure out things. And it's, it's a- Anyway, I came back to Alabama, and um, I met this girl that I'd known. Really, I didn't meet her. I'd known her forever. Um, we started dating, and that was sort of a train wreck, but I was just like a teenager. I mean, I was... You fell in love with her? You, you were just so enthralled by this girl? Yeah. Just, yeah. And um, uh, seriously, it's, I, it's not the kind of thing that I've always wanted to be a different kind of person. I've always wanted to be the kind of... Uh, in my mind, I always was the kind of love them and leave them kind of guy. Like, I didn't need anything. But then all of a sudden, here I am just jumping through hoops. If she says run, I run. And it was a hundred percent of the time. And that went on for three years. We broke up in September. So that was the before and then to get back to now. We broke up last September. When we broke up, I realized I hadn't been um, single since I was 18 years old. I haven't been with the same person. It's been with different people, but it's been collective one after the other. Uh-huh. And I realized a whole lot of um, me was like just made up. Was just like I put, like I said, I always thought I was the love them and leave them type of guy. I don't know if I ever really thought that, but I wanted other people to think it, and so that's what I showed. And I started, I was like, man, I don't know really anything about me. I've lived my life for so long for other people and trying to live up to this. And I think everybody kind of stars in their own movie. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what other people think, but that's in my mind that makes me feel better. Right. And, but I know I star in my own movie, and I had written this character, and I was living up that character, and I was like, do I even want to write? I'm, all I've ever done is write. I mean, that's how I, all I've ever gotten attention for. That's the only thing that, so, do I even really want to write, or am I just writing because it gets me chicks, and that's what I do. That's what I'm supposed to do, and I, I didn't know. Like, and it took, So, I went through a real wild period there after we broke up. A really wild period, um, mm-hmm. and it's a strange world to live in. To be Mike, how old are you? Real fast. How, uh, you're 37. Yeah, I'll be 37 this year. I'll be 37 okay. in September. I wanted to see how so how be- far apart we were because I got to be honest with you, dude. Your story. Now I'm I'm gonna be 40 in June, so we're about three uh-huh. or four years apart. But eight years ago, I was about dead. I was snorting more cocaine than I probably should have been. Um, I was living a very drunkard life. I lost jobs left and right. Uh, and mm-hmm. I finally met a woman that directed me in the right direction. But, but everything you said there going all the way back to my childhood, you and I are very similar. Uh, because I was, I was one of those people that lived for other people. I just wanted to, to make sure everybody was happy around me. Yeah, it's such a strange way to be, and I feel bad for you that you and I are so similar. <laughs> <laughs> 
I enjoy my. I like my life. It's, it's stressful. Don't get me wrong. It's stressful, but no. I like. I like living like that. I like uh, interacting with people. I like uh, being that person that maybe can light up a room. You know, like I can walk into mm-hmm. somewhere and maybe light that room up, and that makes me feel good. It is good. I was. I was just making kind of joke. It, it's. <laughs> I was telling somebody this the other day because of the song that we're actually going to be talking about. I always have to explain. I've never in my life, I've never shot anything. I'm afraid of needles. And I've never been suicidal. The saddest I've ever been, I still loved life. Uh, I didn't know in the moment that I did, but I love life. It's so great. I mean, it's, Chris Christopherson has a song um, called Best of All Possible Worlds. And it's he's sitting in the jailhouse and he says, there's still a lot of wine and lonely girls in this best of all possible worlds. And I believe, I mean, it's so good. Life is just, it's so, so good. You Even being sad is good. So I don't hate life or I've never been sad or suicidal or anything like that. And I just kind of a preemptive strike there about throwing that out. Well, I, no, I don't want to back you up on that one because I actually have had that barrel in my mouth. Uh, it was a, mm-hmm. it was a girl that drove me to that. All right. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that saved me that night was I had two kittens that were brother and sister and they just came up and rubbed up on me and, and, and gave me love. And I broke down, I started crying, and I called my uncle, and the next day he sent me money to move to Florida. And that was what changed my life, wow. was coming here to Florida. I actually did think of it. That's why this song, and and people, when I play this song, are going to be a little thrown off because it, it's a bluegrass song. It's it's uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to play it after the break here. We're going to go into a break, and we'll come back, and we'll lead into the song. Uh, and I think suicide is a great way to leave it as we go to do that. Uh-huh, because that works. That is that is something that is a very hard decision to make if you decide to do it. And if you've never actually sat through that process and actually thought about it and then reverted that process, because I took that suicide thought and I turned it into anger and I started plotting how I could assassinate the guy that stole my girl because I knew his drive path. I was going to go lay in the woods. I lived in, uh, in western Pennsylvania at the time. And I was going to sniper this guy while he was driving the work. And I actually put the whole plot together. You know, that's, right. that's what a woman can do to you. And that's what life can do to you. And, and thinking about these things that we, that, you know, I still discuss and you have moved yourself away from, you know, it makes it, it's, it's a hard thing to, to really fathom and, and work with. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, are we going to break or am I, ta- I don't know where no, I'm at you're, right now. No, you're, you're still with me, brother. We're still going. You'll know okay. when we go to break. I'll let you know. Don't worry. <laughs> well, um, no, it is. It, it really is. I, luckily, I wasn't, I'm being completely honest with that, but I never got to the point. But what I did, I got to the point where I would, um, I would use it. I, I lied. I, I wanted attention, uh, mostly when I was really, really drunk. Um, I mean, I was really sad, and so I, I did things that sad people do, but I never got to the point of um, wanting to die. I don't know if I, I shouldn't say that. I never got to the point where I was willing to just do it myself. You, you never, to, uh, you never hate. started the action of trying to do it. Right. Yeah. That, that's you thought about it. it. You contemplated it, but you never actually started the action and then stopped from that point. Right. And from there, um, from there, I. Um, from wherever I was at that point, I went through the cocaine and I went through the women and I went through the whiskey. And normally, every other relationship I'd ever had that ended, I stepped right into another one. And it 
it just it worked itself out and everything was fine. Well, this one, I stepped right into another one. I didn't want to be in it, and I knew I didn't. She wasn't the other one, and I, so I ended it. And I did. I went through all these things, and it's a weird place to be at this age, to be single and to live in that lifestyle because girls my age just aren't single. Um, and I don't know people in Alabama except my family. Even though I've been back here three or four years now, a guy just doesn't. I know people, but my friends, they're all married or they moved away or whatever. Or they, do you, you have know, any, like home at five o'clock. do you have any, uh, like Ill- illegitimate children or children from a relationship? You don't have any children at all? I love how you phrase that. Do you have any illegitimate children? <laughs> well, I have two. I, well, I don't want to say illegitimate because I love my children. <laughs> no, but I have two children from prior, you know, with no marriage. So mm-hmm. no, I have no children. Okay. No, I have no children. Um, and, Anyway, so I was back and I was, um, and my friends would say, you know, my friends are all married and, and, or whatever. And they would all be like, oh man, what, you should be enjoying this being single and it should be great. And I wish I could be single. No, you don't wish you could be single. If you did, you'd leave your wife and you're fucking single. Right. <laughs> well, we all, we all want the best of what we really want. We want the wife. We want to have that, that family lifestyle, but then we want to have that piece on the side that we can go, you know, right. And, and get our thing. Yeah. That, that's like, what yeah. Meant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all um, think about that. All right. Stand by for a sec, Mike. Let's, let's, let's continue this here. Uh, we're going to take okay. a quick break. It, it's about, uh, eh, we're probably about eight minutes or here, give or take. Uh, just sit, okay. sit tight. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get deeper with Mike. We're going to play uh, his song and, uh, we're going to wrap this all up and make it a happy little package in the end. Watch. You, you'll see. It'll be a happy package <laughs> in the end. Oh, 
surveys show that Salty Talk is cheaper and easier to listen to than most other streaming radio shows. For example, if PBS.org is and HouseLive.gov is Salty Talk is or Something like that, anyways. Based on randomly made up survey information and data extrapolation out of thin air. Salty talk. Add a little salt to your.
deserve it. Jihad is not holy war. Where's that in the worship? Murdering is not Islam, and you are not observant. And you are not a Muslim. Israel, don't take my side, cause look how far you pushed them. Walk with me into the ghetto, this where all the went. Complain about the liquor store, but what you drinking liquor for? Complain about the gloom, but when you pick a broom up, just listen in the pot, ain't gon' make it stop. A rebel in your doubts, ain't gon' make it out. If you don't become an actor, you'll never be a factor. Pills for million side effects, take them when the pain's felt. Wash them down with diet soda, killing off your brain cells. Crooked banks around the world with Glad to give a loan today, so if you ever miss the payment, they can take your home away. Fear is such a weak emotion, that's why I despise it We scared of almost everything, afraid to even tell the truth So scared of what you think of me, I'm scared of even telling you Sometimes I'm like the only person I feel safe to tell it to I'm locked inside a cell in me, I know that there's a gel in you Consider this your belling out, so take a breath and hell a few My screams is finally getting free, my thoughts is finally yelling down Examiner.com. You're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. That's all you want to. <laughs> I can't explain glacial motion. While Los Angeles don't drop into the ocean. I can't unfold the layers of mystery. Or piece together the tragedy of history. Cause those lucky suckers don't have to work. Big 3D big boards and big 30 foot smurfs. Alright guys, welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com <sighs> Now we're going to start getting a little a little, la- a little, more laid back and relaxed We want to be naked and famous, don't you? 
You know that's the way to be. Naked and famous is the only way to go. Come on, let's do it. I met a poet said she didn't like the smell of it. And then took her clothes off in a restaurant full of The hell of it. I think I've done that. I might have done that once or twice. Did you ever do that? Take off your clothes in a restaurant just for the hell of it? It's kind of fun. Those lucky bastards, and they didn't have to work. Big three-day boards and big... Thirty foot <laughs> All right. Anyway, sorry. I, I love that song. This is like one of my favorite songs. Naked and Famous by President of the United States of America. That's the name of the band. I don't know why I love them so much, but their songs are just fun, enjoyable, and you, you can just have fun with them. All right. Let's get back to Michael. Exactly. Michael, how you doing over there, brother? Oh, I'm rocking, man. You, you like uh, Presidents? I do. Yeah, I, I, they're one of my favorite bands, especially this album. It just, the whole entire album, it's got Lump, it's got uh, Peaches, mm-hmm. it's got, um, what's the other really good one? Uh, there's just so, Naked and Famous. I mean, all of them are on there. You know, the fun songs to listen to. Yeah, it's a good time. I um, I got to sell it. I can't speak anymore. I was able to see them quite a few times. Yeah, they're such a fun band. Oh, you saw them like live? Yeah, yeah. Um, they used to be in Birmingham, a uh, festival every year called City Stages. And they played, I think, twice. They may have played the Crawfish Boil once in City Stages. Anyway, yeah, I was gonna at least fly. Wow, that's pretty cool. I never, I never knew you saw them. I never got the chance to see them. I just always loved them. I mean, they were like, uh, they got real popular in 95, 6 ish. Is when yeah. they, they really blew up. That's when this album was like really big. That's what brought me on. I was a Violent Femme fan at the time. And there's one yeah. other band. That was kind of like the two of them. I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, it was like a cross between them and Violent Femmes. They were like, uh, what the hell was that band? I don't know, whatever. We're going to talk about your whatever. music right now is, is what the plan is. Uh, so, <laughs> so you went from being like a hardcore libertarian, you know, pushing the, pushing the political agenda of, hey, we got to vote for Ron Paul. We got to really do this. Come on, man. Let's, let's fix this shit. To being, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go live life. I'm gonna go write some music, and it's gonna be stuff that I think about, but it's not necessarily what I've done. Yeah, that particular song. Um, yeah, well, I was saying earlier, um, I, I didn't know where I was, and I spent the last seven months, and it sounds so cliche, but just like trying to find out, you know, who I am, what I really want to do, and um, I went through all that, and then I so I got drunk one night, and um, the day before Christmas Eve. I got drunk and um, drove to Nashville. It's about a three-hour drive. And uh, I drank probably a pint of whiskey before I left and drank the whole three hours. And don't remember most of it. And I woke up in a parking lot um, at a kangaroo truck stop in Nashville. And um, I had sent a basically a suicide note to my ex-wife and told her to make sure that my family's like, welcomes my ex-girlfriend at the funeral and this. And, uh, my current girlfriend at the time, I sent her a um, suicide text and then one to my ex or whatever. And um, and I woke up and I was like, what the fuck is, what's wrong with me? And, uh, and all you were and, doing uh, was drinking, right? There was no other, like no hardcore no, drugs? No, just whiskey. Just no, whiskey. nothing, just whiskey. Yeah. And um, I woke up and I looked around me and the song was in my head. I, it's like it took five minutes to come out. I took my iPhone out and I recorded it and... um it just all came out just like it is, just like just like it's written. It all just came out just like that. And um, then I came home and I called my buddy um, who plays guitar, and um, 
I was like, let's do this. And so that's what we started working on. And that's where we're at right now. And yeah, now I'm having a good time. It's just that, um, Music's my new girlfriend, and um, and I like it that way. Well, right. here, here's some advice, man. I got a few years on you, not many, but I got a few. Uh, don't try to find a girlfriend. The best thing is to do that to do that I found at least because I met my wife uh, eight years ago, and I was in the, one of the worst places ever in my life. Uh, I was pretty much at bottom, and I was doing coke hardcore. And she wouldn't mm-hmm. talk to me. I had given her my number. We we had met at a bar. We both did karaoke. Uh, we had met the, at this bar. And uh, I gave her my number three or four different times. And she just kept throwing it away. Until one weekend when I wasn't doing coke, she went, oh, okay. And she called me a couple <laughs> days later. And we started talking. And, and I stopped doing coke because I really liked her. And now we're married. We have a beautiful child together. Uh, we're moving our life forward. We've gone through our ups and downs, but I haven't touched Coke since I met her. And that's eight years. That's all it took was the love of a good woman. You right. Know? That's awesome, man. That's, that's a great story. And I, um, I couldn't agree more, to be honest with you. I, I'm not saying this, uh, in any, in any egotistical way or, or in any kind of, um, self-consoling way either. Um, I, I've been through over the past seven months, um, just turning down relationships and I like, cause I, I've always had them. And, um, I only really wanted to be with that one girl. And I'm finally over, like, finally. I mean, it's taken a long time, but I'm finally over that. And I'm really just at a place where right now, for the first time in my life, all I have to focus on, if I don't want to go to work in the morning, I don't, so it's not going to hurt anybody but me. There's nobody for me to focus on. I get to do pretty much what I want to do. I'm hoping, um, that we're going to be, we're going to be recording an album here probably in July. And then I'm hoping to, um, to go back out to Texas, uh, from here through Texas, um, touring the bars and, and doing that. I couldn't do all that stuff. I wouldn't do all that stuff if I were still with, with her. Right. And it's, I'm not looking for anything. Right now, all I'm doing is just, I'm having a real good time. I'm having a really, really good time. Uh, I'm happy. I haven't touched drugs and, and Coke was, I love Coke was my thing too. I haven't yeah. touched. It's been about eight months. No, it's been, well, well, this is nice. So it's been about five months since I've touched, um, touched any of that. And then I'm not going on a, uh, oh, I'm never going to drink again. I'm an alcoholic. Cause that really no, wasn't you, my you, thing. It you was can't just, cut all that out. You know, you got to smoke a little but, weed. You got to fucking drink a little alcohol. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Jack, if you're listening, I'm going to go a little long if you want to keep it. If not, that's cool. Uh, uh guys on Raz, we're going to go a little long. Because we got to get to the song, and I want to get to the story and the point of the song too. So uh, everybody just wanted—I wanted to put that out. So go, go ahead, uh, continue, Mike, with your story. Okay, well, I'll get to the story. So anyway, so I drove up, and I had sent those, and that was—that is the story of the song. That's when I wrote the song, and that actually is sort of the song. If people hear it and you hear it the first time, and uh, somebody said this to me the other day, oh, you write this poetry and you write this great stuff. How do you reconcile that with this? And, uh, basically telling me that's trash. And I said, you know, when I wrote it, I wrote it to be funny. I wrote it to get over the things that I needed to get over. And that's really all it was. I didn't have any kind of great meaning to it. And, and I was okay with that. But the more I listen to it, um, and the more I think about it, it is that. I mean, I'm not trying to make it more than it is. It is that. But it's also, it's a pretty, in its debaucherous way, a pretty good story. It's about somebody who has found rock bottom. They're there with the gun in their mouth, but at the end of it, they found a way to overcome that, and now they're just, okay, I'm cool, man. 
Um, so it's kind of that, that American story. It's, I'm all right with that. It's, you know, it's got a lot of words and it says a lot of things, but, um, now this is in bluegrass style, correct? It's really more, um, I wouldn't call it bluegrass as much as I would just call it like traditional country. Cause let me, um, can I be honest with you, man? Let me, let me be, I, I, yeah. I like you. We've talked a lot. I want to, I want to be a hundred percent honest with you. When I first listened to him, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh honey, that, that their arrangement didn't make sense to me. And she looked at me and she said, you don't like bluegrass, do you? I said, well, no, I like bluegrass. She said, well, then you don't understand the arrangement. Listen to it again. And I had to listen to it two or three times. That's why it took me. Remember, you asked me, and I, it took me like an hour or so to answer you uh, when you sent me the, the message about it. And it's because I had to understand it. So I want to make sure people listening get that it, it's it, it's it's very uh, different. It's a, it's a different kind of style. Uh, it makes sense once you really get it, but it took me a moment. I'll be honest with you, man. No, and I, I can totally, especially if you're not just into that kind of music. I mean, like, like I am just all the time. I can definitely get that, but that's, it's funny. Uh, I'm not playing guitar on that. My Craig is my guitarist. He's playing the guitar and he's so great because, uh, I'm really musically illiterate. It, that's really just the best way that we could do it. But I told Craig, I said, this is what I want it to sound like. I was saying the, the melody is, is there. It was always there the same I, this is what i want the guitar to sound like and i kind of said something i don't know and he's like oh you want to sound like this and i was like yeah and, and that was it and then we just did it i said okay you play it you ramble with the guitar because that's what i wanted i wanted a rambling guitar mm-hmm. you play you ramble with the guitar i'm gonna say my lines i'm gonna count to four and i'm gonna say the next verse and it's just that's how it's gonna be and uh it came out and then craig wanted to actually polish it up craig if we hadn't went Craig's way, it would have made sense to you a little more the first time. Right. I, uh, Craig wanted to polish it. I didn't want to. I wanted, I said, Craig, it's a better song. I want it to sound just like it sounds. Um, everybody says Johnny Cash is what everybody hears in it. And I think that's just because my voice is kind of deep. I could hear that. And, yeah. I, I absolutely could hear that. But when I hear it, I, I didn't hear, like, I understand why people hear that. I under, especially with the guitar. I understand why people hear that. Um, a friend of mine, the other day he said, Oh, you know, it sounds like, uh, this Charlie Daniels song. And it does. It sounds a lot like this Charlie Daniels song, Easy Rider. Um, but it's not meant to sound like anything except for just what I hear in my head. It's what I hear in my head and then it comes and that's what it is. Man, last night I must have got stoned. I opened up my wallet and my money was gone. I woke up this morning far away from home, then I opened up my telephone. I sent out a mass suicide text to my current girlfriend and three of my ex. But I'm still alive and kicking down doors, shooting up drugs and eating out boards. In Nashville. From bad to worse is the way things went, you know I couldn't pay rent in the poorhouse. So I woke up in a parking lot, sleeping outside a Nashville truck stop. The sign said kangaroo. So I did what I know to do. I found me a whorehouse. I guess you could say my back was against the wall, so I got loaded and decided to end it all. And I fired off a mass suicide text from my current girlfriend and three of my ex. But I'm still living and kicking down doors, shooting up drugs, and eating out whores. Well, wouldn't you know the gun misfired? Naturally, the girls all called me a liar. I never told them that I really tried. I'd rather be a liar than the guy that fucks up suicide. And now.
going down to my last red cent to tell the truth, it's done spent. At the whorehouse, they asked what game I was trying to play, and they won't give me no pussy on credit. Well, I can see it's all gone wrong, so I got me a pen and I wrote this song, and I hope you buy it. Cause it takes money to replace them doors and shoot up drugs and eat out whores in Nashville. Alright, so there it is, Mike. There it is. Give us some more about it. You know, you're, you're shooting up drugs and eating out whores. You know, you're just having a good old time. So this is not, nothing you ever really did, right? I'm sorry, one more time. Oh, well, no, I'm sorry, nothing I ever really did. Okay, so you've done that. some of this, but not all of it. <laughs> I've done drugs, um, and I have an affinity for whores. So, so, so yeah, a lot of it's been done. I just didn't shoot them, and I didn't, didn't try to kill myself. Okay. All right. So we want to make sure we understand that. I, I think it's, as I listen to it more and more, it, it is something that really, uh, it's just kind of a fun song. And I, I, it's not, it's an unusual thing. That's what I was saying earlier. You know, it's just not something you expect to enjoy listening to, but it's like that there's that moment where you want to go, you know what? I want to go listen to this song. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I both people feel that way. The, um, I know we're, we're at the end here. So I just want to say, we're finishing up working on what we're doing right now. Um, got about 10 songs. Um, that'll be not like that, but that'll be in that, that genre. The next after that, um, like I said, I hope to be recording that in July. Um, after that, you'll really like, I think what we're going to be working on next. Cause it's going to be more of a, um, more of a grunge punk type thing. And that's the one thing that, uh, cause I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm 37 years old. I'm too old to be a rock star. So all I get to do is just have fun, and I don't have to be pigeonholed. I can do anything I want to. And that's what I'm just having a blast with it all right now. Anyway, you didn't ask all that. I thought I'd tell you. Well, no, as, as, you know, as you get more stuff going out, let's hear what else you're doing, because you, you've got a character to it. Uh, like I said, you have to listen to that song. If you don't understand the music style, you have to listen to that song a few times just to get the bearing on, on what the, what it is, you know, how it flows and, and what you're listening to. And then as you, get the story together it, it's kind of like oh okay now that now i got it now it's making sense yeah well cool um where can people find that where can people find you if they want to follow you uh if they may you know if you want to send them the, any old archives of your stuff or whatever the best thing right now is just facebook uh you can find mike shaner on facebook um i'm, I'm the first one that comes up because i live on there there will be um there's a website under construction um it'll probably be if it's not taken because the band is called shaner um so it'll probably be shaner.com or some variation but right now facebook is the way to go all right excellent. And i can get to any i can get to everywhere else through facebook you're on twitter also right i am and everything i post goes to twitter but i i don't think i've looked at twitter in three years yeah, yeah, most it's, people, uh, most people don't pay attention to Twitter, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Twitter. I don't even know. It's one of my favorite, but yeah, I follow you. I don't even know my name on Twitter. Um, I don't know what my handle is there, but Facebook's the way to go. It's Mike Shaner on Facebook. All right, I just got a tweet here from Wayne. He says, at Sean Ryan, the line of the year, I'd rather be a liar than a guy who fucks up suicide. Ha 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 ha. 
I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, Wayne in Baltimore. He's a good guy. He's one of uh, one of the big hosts here who uh, takes care of stuff. All right, uh, Mike, I appreciate your time tonight. You guys find Mike Shaner. That's M-I-K-E-S-H-A-N-E-R on Facebook. Uh, you know, see what he's got going out, man, because you never know. And uh, my friend, you stay in touch, all right? You too, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Uh, just give me a holler and we'll do it again. Anytime. Have Take a good night, buddy. Peace, my friend. All right, guys, you've been listening to the first 52 on RamsRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Uh, I hope, you know, it, it was a little different there in the last hour or so, but it doesn't hurt to be different, right? You guys have a safe night. Check out Jack tomorrow, 3 to 6, or 3 to 5, and be safe. We love you. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world, always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time. Dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this bad race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us
guys so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity Cement, the concrete's alive Where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite Zone. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home. 